coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzz on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Dead City Radio! Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're talking tonight about the latest Rob Zombie film, The Monsters 2022. We're here. <laughs> We're kicking things off as early as we possibly could this time. The yeah. movie literally came out today as yeah. we're recording. Wow, this is like the freshest recording we've ever done. Tuesday the twenty seventh. Um, let's see how late it comes out, but yeah. we're we're giving our freshest takes on this possible. So fresh, yeah, so fresh and so. So clean. Take, our ta- our takes tonight are very very hot. They have to. They're like by default. They're very the most hot. hot. We yeah. literally just finished watching this movie. We knew that you know Rob Zombie. Anytime a new Rob Zombie film comes out, we have to drop everything and cover it so that's what we're here to do tonight um but before we get started on that of course what are we drinking tonight matt Mm, such a such a question um um no i do have a drink um my my choice of substance is not a liquid tonight though halfway through this movie i was like i need a a gas um a gas a gas um i was like there's one way to get through this um (laughs) so the drinks are not my main my main thing here, but I do have spiced apple cider, so I'm drinking that. That's ideal, you know. Yes, I feel like like watching this movie, I finally hit like the Halloween moment. Where oh, like, it's very Halloween. This movie is all Halloween. it's all Halloween going forward. This movie feels like you should be playing it on a loop in the background of a Halloween party, like maybe like on low volume. Yeah, on low volume, you don't necessarily have to hear the dialogue. Yeah, some, you probably don't want it to be as loud as it can be over and over and over. Like the back imagery, to back to back. and then just put some spooky music over it. That you've got the right vibe for a party. Into um, it, into it. Myself, I am drinking a dirty Shirley tonight. Because, that is appropriate because there is a scene in this movie where Herman Munster gets drunk on Shirley Temple's on a plane. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. That was so smart of you. I don't have the stuff for Shirley Temple because. I moved. I don't know if anyone's heard. And um, <laughs> I don't know if you know about this, but he's moved, ladies and gentlemen. We, yes. we might have so mentioned much. it at one point or another. There's just like I just like couldn't find all the stuff for that, so I was just like, whatever, I'm not doing that. Um, but I did, I did actually consider it as soon as that scene happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I know what I'm making now, because I was looking for a spooky cocktail. But then I'm like, oh, if they're actually going to reference a cocktail in the movie, then we got to do that. Right, that's so appropriate. I just did apple cider because I had some on hand. So I was like, I can heat some up and put like Jack in it. That's the thing I have the power to do. <laughs> that's always um, a good fall vibe. I mean, yeah. why not? So um, as always, before we get into the main meet of tonight, we got to talk the main about attraction. what um, else we've been seeing this week. We're actually like doing a good job these days of recording back to back. So we, we don't have a lot of back log to catch up on but i have seen a couple things and i know you have so let's talk about it yeah i haven't Uh, seen them in theaters but go on 
No, that's fine. Um, I I've been to theaters a couple times recently. I saw See How They Run on Friday. Yeah. Um, that's like kind of a whodunit mystery slash comedy movie. Is it good? Uh, it's pretty fun. You know, it's it's about it's better than you'd expect, given the fact that like I I saw literally nothing about this movie up until like a week before its release. I did not know this was coming out, and this has a pretty impressive cast on it i mean there's saoirse ronan there's uh sam rockwell adrian brody there's some pretty well-known people in this movie mm-hmm. um david ayoloyo uh, david ayoloyo <laughs> um <laughs> this like the the cast is probably the strongest element to this movie right they've got like some really good actors in here um the story itself you know it's kind of a standard whodunit there's a bit of a twist but there's always a bit of a twist so it's not really that surprising mostly it's like it's pretty funny it's it's got a lot of comedy to it i saw this with like a decent sized crowd maybe 20 or 30 and like we're getting pretty pretty like consistent laughs from the crowd throughout this movie which is pretty good like it's it's been a while since i've seen a movie that was funny in theaters that people were like consistently laughing about and mm-hmm. that like that was a lot of fun for me so right yeah i recommend going and check this out if this is the kind of thing that you like to see you know just murder mystery slash comedy it's a fun vibe i can get into that i can get into that i thought it looked all right you know um also uh i gotta talk about my other my more unique cinema trip this week um, I went to see the Regal Monday Mystery movie, which was... I think I knew that it was specifically Mondays. I yeah. think that is news to me. Uh, it was on Monday. I don't know if it's always on Monday, but it was this time. And they... Oh, you just threw in that day of the week just for fun. Well, they advertised it as the oh, Monday... Oh, okay, Mis- okay, so it's probably only on Mondays. <laughs> they did advertise it as the Monday Mystery movie. I don't know if it's if they always do a Monday mystery movie, well, it's not alliterative. If it's not, yeah, they yeah, do do the Wednesday mystery movie. <laughs> you kind of got to do it on Monday, but yeah. So I was excited for this. I love the idea of just going to a theater, not knowing what you're about to see. Yeah. That's, that's kind of fun. fun. Um, and you know, this movie was only $5. It was free for me with the Regal unlimited. So that was nice, but it also it being five dollars also I feel like drew in a pretty significant crowd. There were like forty people in that theater, nice. which is probably like top five largest theater crowds I've seen in like the last two years. Wow, okay, that's yeah, um upsetting, but um <laughs> it's pretty it's really something like you, you don't generally see a lot. I've n- I've never been in a packed house here, um so that's that's a new one. But like this was like this was reasonably well attended enough of a crowd that you like got reaction sounds to like all the big moments, which is cool. Um, the movie ended up being the greatest beer run ever, which is a movie that's coming out, um, to Apple TV. I think this week being, I think like September 30th. Um, and like the way they advertise this was like, like this is a movie that has not come out yet and it's a mystery and like you'll just show up and like see whatever movie shows up the thing is though that you know i went with lauren and when she heard monday mystery movie she assumed it would be a mystery movie (laughs) (laughs) and it was not this is not a mystery um 
So like within the first five minutes, she leaned over me and said, I thought this was supposed to be a mystery. I'm like, no, no, no. What the movie, what the, the movie is, is a mystery. mystery. Not the movie itself is not a mystery. Man. Like, that's kind of a disappointing like turnaround like if you think it's gonna be a mystery and then you get the greatest beer run whatever yeah um, i ended up liking the movie quite a bit so like this is kind of a weird movie it's about a guy it, it's during the vietnam war it's about a guy who goes over to vietnam during the war to deliver beers to a bunch of his buddies just to show them that like people back home are supporting them and rooting for them um it stars Zac Efron. Yes, direct, I did know that. It's directed by uh, Pete Fairley uh, of, <laughs> of Green Book fame. <laughs> uh, Academy Award winner, Pete Fairley. Um, and I, I ended up liking this movie quite a bit. Um, it gets off to a bit of a rough start. I feel like, like the first 20 or so minutes, it kind of drags. Um, it's very focused on like, getting across this message that like, like war is complicated. And it's like, and especially like the Vietnam war, it was more complicated than just saying like, you support the troops or you don't support them. Uh, and it's all about like showing how like this guy who has like a pretty firm stance on things when he goes over there, gets shown like the realities of war and comes back with like a completely different viewpoint. And I thought it, it did a pretty good job of that. It was an interesting mix of like comedy and really hardcore war drama. Um, mm, okay. And it, it hit you with those contrasts pretty sharply at times. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like it, it, it's not maybe the, the best rendition of a Vietnam movie I've seen, but it's pretty good. And like, it was, it was an entertaining time at the movies was not disappointed to be there. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I ended hey. up enjoying that. And I and I, I don't even know if I would have seen that movie if it hadn't been for this mystery thing. So I was definitely glad. For I probably would experience. not see that movie if it. Yeah. Um, Zach okay. Efron is really good, by the way. I mean, we've been pulling for Efron on this podcast for a while, obviously. We like Efron here. Uh, he was top notch in this one. He had some real emotional moments that I thought hit quite well. Nice. Well, maybe I'll check it out sometime. Um like I said, I can't say it's was on my radar, but uh, um, I've been to a mystery movie style thing, but it was AMC did a thing last Halloween where they would do like a surprise horror movie every Friday night for like yeah. the month of October. See that I would be really into. Yeah. I and I, I went horror. and like, I know like um, the first one was uh, the, the 2004 um, Dawn of the Dead, um, Ooh, which, was, yeah. which was fun. Um, so, you know, like that is more my like. I think I'd be disappointed if I went and it was like a movie that's like a current release. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, I'm, I'm going to be able to see that like in a, in a few days, <laughs> um, but maybe not on the big screen in this case. So, yeah. So like this one, like you can watch it on Apple very soon, but it's not really playing in theaters. I think it's only playing at Lincoln center because they're trying to qualify for awards, but other than that, this was like the only chance to see this on the big screen, which is kind of cool in a way. Like, you know, it's kind of nuts that they're they decided that the only way to do it was a mystery movie. Yeah, I don't know. We're what like, we can't, we can't, we have to trick people into this. We can't. I don't know. Like, there's definitely, there's definitely some people who like. I was looking at the Regal 
subreddit after this. There's definitely people who feel like, hold on. I didn't know that we were going to be watching a direct to streaming movie here. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they're gearing up, if they're trying for an Oscar, it's a little better than your standard direct to streaming movie. Like it's like seeing like Mank on the big screen or something like, yeah. Yeah. I know Mank didn't have the best reception all around, but still it's like, it's not like you're watching like the kissing booth two on the big screen. All right. Little... Don't, don't. That was insulting. Um... <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna come to the defense of the kissing booth two here? Well, sorry, I got distracted because I just realized one of my I had a movie just laying out on top of my PlayStation, and I was like, "What the fuck is that about?" Um, <laughs> um, but um, no, I'm not gonna come to the defense of the kissing booth two. Although I did watch that movie, but I watched it like during the pandemic while working from home one day. Um, I was definitely a, like <laughs> put my feet up and turn on a movie while I'm while I'm watching while I'm working kind of uh, yeah movie. yeah um but uh, cause yeah because that's the one where they have the dance off um oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty they do they have the DDR machine and it's the new guy and they kiss and the the boy is mad anyway um um I can't even remember who the boy is uh so. I just know it's a Joey King vehicle. God, you've got me thinking about the fucking kissing booth. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we need to move past the kissing booth, um, too. I think, okay. So I think what I would have an issue with is just like, if I were going to a mystery movie, I feel like when it's just like a total mystery, like you don't even get a hint to the genre, that's like a. I couldn't do that. If I got there and I had to watch a serious drama, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I would think- be, be a little mad. The thing is, you can always walk out. So that's like, I I don't think I've ever walked. Okay. I've never walked out. You movie, could always but... walk out because it's a fi- it was a free movie for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but still, like, they, there's always, you're taking a game. I, I really did like that as a, as, a, as, a, um, as a suggestion, though. You can always walk out. It heavily implied that outside of mystery movies, you actually can't walk out. So no. movie theaters, they, you're just trapped in there. They don't let you walk. <laughs> Well, if I ran a movie theater, we locked the doors as soon as it started. And like, you know, you're just stuck. That's too bad. Turn on Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloween 2 and just lock all the doors. See ya. Um. Lock the doors, start the fog machine. It's going like, yeah, but you know, you can, all, I've never walked out of a movie, but it, it, in this situation, I feel like it would be more acceptable than usual. If, it like, would. It, I mean, you yeah, literally got something that you did not expect at all, but you know, I went in thinking like I could see literally anything and I'll probably be fine with it. And I ended up enjoying it. So it was it was a net benefit. I think. It was all right. We love net benefits. Interesting um, way to see a movie. Um, and that's a new one for me. I mean, I've been to Alamo's Dismember the Alamo before where they show a whole marathon of horror movies that are all surprises. And that's a lot of fun. But they're like, you know, that it's a horror movie and then it's going to be of a certain quality or it's going to be like so bad. It's good here. Like we had like no expectations whatsoever, which was kind of its own unique thing. Right. That is kind of cool. I mean, it has its benefits. I would just like, I, I guess I just need some expectation. I need to know like the genre. I need to know what like, I need to know what to brace myself for. Yeah. I mean, ideally I would love just like a surprise horror movie friday or something like or any day of the week if they would just do like regular surprise horror movies that would be ideal because i'm always down for a horror movie right 
it's always going to be fun in one way or another. Um, but anyway, what, what, what have you been seeing recently since yeah. we last talked? Um, so I haven't like watched a ton cause, um, as you might recall, I think, well, I don't know if I mentioned, I had a friend in town for like a week. So like literally from our last recording till like two days ago, um, I had somebody in town, so I have not seen much at the movies or at all because we were not watching movies. Um, aside from one that avid listeners might be able to guess, um, um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, but I have watched some movies at home since uh, my friend left, um, including Toolbox Murders, the Toby Hooper remake uh, from uh-huh. 2004, which has a cameo from Sherry Moon Zombie. So actually, it's very rele- relevant oh, yeah, to tonight's yeah. discussion. Um, that was actually pretty good. Um, that was a weird little 2004 Toby Hooper thing that happened. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I thought I was going to. Um, the acting is a bit much, but, um, <laughs> you know, so what can you do? Um, but I did like it. Um, and I watched Vacancy 2007, um, which I also liked. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, man. I like. I feel like that's one of those movies that I watched like, on some sort of Chinese bootleg site back in like 2009 or something. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have much memory of it other than like, I could visualize like the poster. And I remembered that I thought it was weird that Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson were in this movie together. Cause I was yeah. like, those two really her, him. Um, so, um, the Luke Wilson voice never gets less funny. Like <laughs> it's just like, it's Luke Wilson and he has that voice that he has. Um, that he does. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of fun to see what, like, I just so strongly associate Kate Beckinsale with Underworld. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like her horror franchise. Now. Yeah. I just like so strongly associate her to that character. It's weird to see her play like a character who isn't that, um, who's just like a, a normal, like woman and wife who gets scared instead of fighting back. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, it's just like a different, it's very, it's so like weird for me. It's like, like, I, like I can't watch Mila Jovovich do shit like that. I, you know, like these, these characters who are so tied to like specific action franchises. Um, but um, yeah, but it was pretty good. It was, um, I don't think I knew that it was going to be about like snuff films going in. So I was like, all right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that like that's kind of cool that it's like, you know, there's there's a select genre of horror films that are like drawing upon the mythology of snuff films. Right. That like I I, I like that like um gets kind of into like the Poughkeepsie tapes vein and stuff oh, like yeah, that where yeah. they're like the horror film itself is kind of creepy, but it also implies like a whole subset of other films that like just thinking about them creeps you out extra more. Right. Yeah. And this movie is definitely like that. Um, so I definitely encourage people to check it out. It's also only like 85 minutes. So like if you end up not liking it, like it's yeah. not like a bad use of time. It's like, a breezy watch right there. Yeah. It's, it's, and it is very breezy overall. Like it, um, it's not, despite being about snuff films, it's not like as gnarly as it could have been. Um, so, you know, it's not like hard to watch. So um, there are a few moments, but mostly not. <laughs> uh, Ethan cool. Embry is also in it. Sorry. Um, that's <laughs> always fun. Big fan of Ethan Embry. So I have to call him out when I see him. All right. But that's really all I've like watched. If I'm being honest. Um, otherwise I've been having a friend or been at work. So, okay. Yeah. 
Well, we can't always be watching movies all the time, unfortunately. But it's time to One start because it's Halloween. The unpleasant realities <laughs> of life. But yeah, we're we're. I mean, we've been kicking off the spooky season here for like the last three episodes, but we're we're solidly in it now. This is probably going to be our first episode release in October. So that's an appropriate one. Yeah, this like I mean, this isn't the scariest movie we've covered, but it's definitely one of the more Halloweeny. You know, that kind of <laughs> isn't the scariest movie we've covered. No, that's I, like an understatement. I don't know. I don't know if I could find anyone who would be scared by this movie. <laughs> Maybe if you just find the concept of monsters in general to be scary, but mm. uh, like this hits solidly in the like halloween vibe movies where it's not it's not about scaring you it's just about presenting the concept of monsters and ghouls and vampires and like oh that's fun those those are things that i associate with halloween it's like halloween town um yeah exactly it's, um it is firmly a kids movie um like in every in every possible way um it is yeah. so it's like unspeakably weird to like see Sherry Moon Zombie directed by Rob Zombie in a family friendly movie. Going it's around just, like, just being like silly and goofy and not like deeply upsetting. Right. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And still this movie was edited like fucking 32 or whatever. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. <laughs> just like jumping all over the place. No, like, it literally was. And it had like crazy scene transitions that were like cut out shapes. Um, See the, this, the wipes in this movie are just absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's um, it, it really had like so many, it had these like classic current Rob zombie, like trappings, like outside of like Halloween, basically where like, like the transitions are nuts. Everything is like hyper, 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 hyper stylized. Like it was just like wild. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, Rob zombie is clearly, First of all, a big fan of the source material. Correct. Yeah. This yeah. is based on the 60s Munsters sitcom, um, which I don't know. Everyone's probably at least heard of it. You know, it's kind of like the weird stepbrother of the Adams family, which is a little more well known. But um, it's like it's very 60s. It's very goofy. It's about, you know, monsters living in a normal neighborhood. And this movie like draws a lot from that, but also draws a lot from like, just like goofy sixties movie vibes. Like, I feel like there are parts of it that feel a lot like the sixties Batman series. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just like it through all of its weird use of like on screen graphics and stuff like that. Right. It just has that, that kind of goofy vibe where like, nobody's taking this seriously. We're just trying to go for the campiest thing possible. Um, and it, it fits in, I think, with the original source material pretty well. It doesn't always feel like it, it like straightforwardly, but it has the same kind of tone, if you know. It has I mean. a very, very, very similar tone to the original. While I was watching it, I, I was thinking about how the tone and like everything about it, like just like the style of humor were so, and even just like the, the way the characters interacted, like Sherry Moon Zombie was like a, a woman who like, was like, you know, Herman's like, I'm the man of the house. And she just takes that. Like, you know, like that would never happen in a current movie. Right. Um, um, and Sherry Moon Zombie doesn't live. God knows. Um, <laughs> you can't um, put baby in a corner. Literally. No, God. Um, so, um, but 
you know, I, just so much of it felt straight out of the 60s. But then you have this like hyper colorful stylized like current visuals um in a lot of ways which were very very fun um yeah apparently rob zombie at least at some point considered making this in black and white like the original series and they wouldn't let him so like he went in the other direction this is like the most colorful thing i've ever seen it's like garish at times. Like um, literally I was watching this. I'm like, it's like they had like one of those hue lights, like the Phillips hue stuff going off with the visualizer constantly. Like they, yeah. not only was it really brightly colored, but like the lights were always constantly changing and just casting different colors of lights on the scene. Right. Just making it as crazy as possible. There's like a scene where Richard Brake, Richard Brake is in this movie, um, which is very also a throwback to um, two episodes yeah. ago. Um, We're tying back to our Barbarian episode here. Yes. We talked um, about how Richard Brake has been in Rob Zombie's work. Here he is again doing Rob Zombie stuff. And Richard Brake has been in movies where he isn't a Rob Zombie character, but like every, like my most vivid memories of Richard Brake are like shit where he is like a completely disturbed deranged unhinged depraved human being um so like seeing him in like a family-friendly movie i was like what um what are we doing (laughs) um but i do like that he also got to be like vaguely homicidal into dismembering people and creatures um he was was still he was still actually a richard briggs zombie rob zombie (laughs) character um just like retrofitted for just yeah like transported into this goofy universe so it was like he there's like a a scene well first of all there's a scene where he looks like the mad scientist in um batman and robin um who makes poison (laughs) ivy which was like very funny i was like this because he's also being a lab scientist in that scene creating um herman um but like where they were the guy who played hurley in lost and i can't remember the actor's name right now um but it was hurley from lost he like goes to cut open the head of the guy whose brain they're taking out and like honestly that sounds like if you haven't seen this movie that probably sounds insane um (laughs) but you th- like it's a kids movie so first of all i promise it's not as gruesome as it sounds but you do hear sounds that are like really gross and i was like rob zombie touch like this yeah. is a rob zombie as <laughs> no, <it was> <laughs> like, like, well, we, we can show him actually sawing the head off the corpse but we can give you the sound and there's that... like some squelching and bone and i was like what the fuck <laughs> this is the pg rating make it creepy <laughs> yeah like that that was a nice touch um no i did like so this movie gets off to kind of a rough start, which I think is like my my one biggest criticism of it. I feel like the first 15 minutes of this really drag. Um, and like it's mostly dedicated to like introducing to us to the main characters, but Herman's not even here yet. So we're like, well, like, where's Herman? Like, what's going on? Like, we're seeing like Lily go on like a blind date with nosferatu and it's, it's orlock like, it's count orlock who's nosferatu but yeah yes, yeah um but it, nosferatu. It, it's just like, nosferatu <laughs> but it's just like it, it's just like like this weird awkward date thing cutting back and forth with richard brake as the mad scientist with his like lackey coming around with him trying to find body parts and it's like, what's going, what's even going on here? And then finally, when you figure out like, oh, they're trying to build Herman, then like, that's when the movie starts taking off like 15 minutes in about, um, there's a big mix them up. Like they're trying to get the brain of like the smartest man in the world, but instead they get the brain of his brother who died the same week. who's was like a stand up comedian. So 
It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, like this is how Herman gets made. Like this makes sense. But like up until then, it's a it's a real struggle. But the 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 person who really carries it through the beginning of the movie is Richard Brake because he gets like the camp vibe so strong early on. It's so typical for like, yeah, first of all, he really, I feel like he's been waiting to do a role that wasn't like evil homicidal maniac. Like he, like he really has been typecast even outside of Rob Zombie movies um, yeah. as a certain type of human being in his movies. But yeah, here, I mean, we he, saw him in Barbarian playing basically a, like a different version of a Rob Zombie character. Yeah. And he wasn't like Mandy and he, um, and he was in like Munich. Like he's not good people in like any of these <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, movies and so it's um i think he's maybe been like I, I feel like he was like yeah i can do this like he's not really a good person here either but he's a fun person like yeah, he doesn't he, make you like cower away from him he so. gets to be goofy and silly he gets to be like it's alive and stuff like that okay but getting to yell it's alive should be like that should be on like anybody who does horror for a living's like bucket list like they want to do like the it's alive line yeah like, that's, that's, a, that's a classic he gets fun fun lines too where he's arguing about how they're gonna name the monster he's like i'm not naming him after a cheese oh yes <laughs> <laughs> um listen monster's a great cheese um yeah um a little mild well you know but um yes it is pretty he is pretty funny in this i gotta say i liked richard break in this um it was again just so weird. I like wanted him to like turn to the camera and do his like thirty two bit um, <laughs> at any given time. I was like, the camera's gonna go black and white, and he's gonna do it. Um, thirty one, thirty one, thirty one. Sorry, why do I always call it thirty two? October thirty um, first. Uh, which is of course a completely obvious and logical thing, um, but in my head for some reason it's thirty two. Um, yeah, so I kept I kept thinking he was gonna do that, but he did not, um, which is for the best because they want the children to watch this. So. Yeah, no, like I thought it was it was good how they managed to make this kind of creepy and fun while still being completely family friendly. It was just Lauren, like silly. It was like a very classic Halloween silliness. Like yeah. like the Halloween section had a fucking like I was gonna say Kmart, but that sounded mean. Um, <laughs> like a Walmart, like you know, like silly, like fun Halloween. It wasn't um, more like a Michael's Halloween where we're Michaels. dressed up in like in like vintage Halloween costumes. Okay, there is some vintage here. Yes, yes. They're silly, but they're not. But there's also there's also like a blatantly like kind of I don't want to say cheap because I don't think Rob Zombie was being cheap, but like like the um the Herman costume like on the head like they're like it's obviously fake. Um, yeah. And it it enhances the jokes of like when they see humans who are like terrified of him. Um, <laughs> there's an aesthetic to this film where they're like, yeah. okay, we like, we don't want everything to look like too realistic or too gruesome. It's supposed to look like a certain amount of goofy and silly. I mean, right. like, like, yeah, the that was obviously TV a choice. show yeah. did like they, they weren't obviously using like photo realistic effects on that show. And he's not trying for that here either. Right. We're going right. for like a very specific kind of camp, silly stuff while also getting like some strong horror vibes in there. Right. I think it nails that that specific vibe pretty clearly. I think so too. Um, Lauren walked in on me as I was like finishing up this movie. She's like, "Oh, is this a kids movie?" I'm like, "You know what? I think it actually is." Like, I didn't it's even PG. think about that until we get into there. Yeah, this is this is a family friendly horror film, and like, I think it's perfect for watching with your kids around Halloween time. This is exactly yeah. the kind of thing you're aiming for. And people, but to all our followers with kids. Yeah, go check this out. Like, I mean, this is good. 
this is good for watching with the kids, I think. And when when they announced that Rob Zombie was going to do the Munsters movie, there was some serious doubt out there. Like, oh, like Rob Zombie, is he going to make them all murderous hillbillies and stuff like that? Like, no, 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 no. Rob Zombie understands the Munsters. If there's one thing I've learned from consuming basically every bit of Rob Zombie media, this man understands the Munsters. (laughs) This is the one takeaway I got from the Devil's Rejects, is that he gets the Munsters. His best known song is called Dragula, for crying out loud, which is a car from the Munsters. Yep. So... He knows the monsters. He knows that it's a family friendly vibe, that it's like silly, that it's campy. Like he knows that that like you're not supposed to make it bloody and gory. And that's never what this was going to be. Also, imagine a bloody, gory monsters reboot getting greenlit. Can people calm down? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. And I'm not going to say like this is the best bit of Munsters media out there because there were times when this film definitely struggled. But I feel like Rob Zombie hit this pretty, pretty clearly with like what you can do with the Munsters in 2022. I think that if I were a kid, maybe I don't know about a kid now because kids just have such different kinds of media. But if I were a kid, when I was a kid, so back in the 90s and early 2000s, I would have loved the shit out of this movie. I would yeah. have loved it. It had very like similar vibes to like a fucking Halloween town or Hocus Pocus where it's just like over the top, silly Halloween stuff and, and silly humor. Um, like some Disney channel under wraps, like whatever, you know? Um, yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. Um, so I would have loved it. Um, and maybe like as an adult, I would have looked back on it and been like, okay, this was really silly, but like, I'm not like really the target audience as an adult for most of this movie. <laughs> like the humor is not necessarily <laughs> for me. There are moments that are, there's like a whole, there's like a moment where Sherry Moon zombie is like, I want a man that when he enters my crypt and I was like, all right, this is a bit much. <laughs> um, well, that's, uh, a, that's a classic of family friendly media oh, as well, that you yes. got to get those veiled jokes that get through the adults. Right. Um, so, um, you know, like, the, obviously there have to be those moments, but um, otherwise this is like really like, even like the humor style is like, it's, you know, it's aiming for kids in a lot of ways. Um, so I just can't believe Rob, I mean, Rob Zombie making a kid's movie. His next movie is going to be the nastiest, most fucked up shit you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> Yeah. Life. He's like, all right, now that I got that out of my system, yeah. time to, I mean, Rob's one of Rob Zombie's first jobs, by the way, was uh, is a production assistant and set builder on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, so, well, Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> is a kid's thing, yeah, with a lot of possibly unintended creepiness. Yeah, um, well, that like that's always been kind of his vibe in the background. Yes, is like the yeah. intersection between the family friendly and the creepy. Like the stuff that is, but in the far background, because I don't think anybody knows him for anything other than like his Halloween remake and the Devil's Rejects and shit like that. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Most, that's some true. some very depraved characters. Um, I so also think right. this is this like the vibe of this is very similar to his Halloween Hootenanny compilation album. Oh which yes. he, he released, which includes a cover of the Munsters theme by Los Straight Jackets. Of course, the the surf rock luchador band. Um, he, like, he basically cultivated a whole album of like that kind of goofy, silly Halloween type music that sounds a little retro, but it's also like modern day. That's 
basically epitomizes the vibe of this movie here. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. Also, this movie has has some some music scenes in it. Um so music does come into play in this movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm real there's a, there's a whole scene in this where uh Lily and Herman do like a Sunny and Cher bit. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, I got you babe. Um, full on singing I got you babe dressed up as Sunny and Cher. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, that was a fun scene. That was that was pretty fun for me. Um, the costumes were great. And yeah, they were all <laughs> they, they like I, I love like just the overall 60s vibe to this. Like they never specifically rooted this film in a time period one way or another, but like stylistically all the costumes and everything felt like very 60s, especially when you got to see like the neighborhood they move into at the end. All the normal people are wearing very 60s outfits. Yes, that is true. They are all, they all are. Um, it's very clear, clear where it's set once you get there. I did think what was interesting is that that's like the end of this movie. Um, like, you know, I think yeah. the Munsters is like known for like playing on like that, that humor, like, like the fish out of water humor. Um, that really comes at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like this, this is basically an origin story and it, it took me a little while to figure that out. Like I said, at the beginning, you don't have any idea what's going on. And then you figure out that like most of the beginning is just about Herman Munster getting created as a Frankenstein type creature. And then like once he gets created, it all sort of comes together. And then uh, it's, it's like an origin story for the Munsters, you know, like Herman and Lily get married. They move to Hollywood. They're suddenly in this completely different situation from how they were back in Transylvania, where they're the odd ones out. They're living in this, normal sunshiny type Los Angeles neighborhood where they hate everything around them. They're like, Oh, this is hideous, but they're like trying to fit in one way or another. Right. So like, that's, that's the whole arc of the movie basically. Um, and it is pretty different from the show itself. Cause the show, like they're already in Los Angeles. They're in like their that, iconic house. Yeah. The like thir- 13, 13 mockingbird lane which they move into at the end of the film um, barely makes an appearance in this movie, but that's what the show is all about. But we, we only get there at the end. So this is like kind of a, an untold origin story of the monsters, which the is monsters kind of interesting. Begin. Um, it's like, yeah, and to be that clear, is- I haven't seen any of the movies. So if, if, if they tell an origin story somewhere in there, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know. This is the first time I've seen an origin story for the monsters. Okay. Um, did you, when you said to be clear, you hadn't seen the movie, did you mean the TV show? They made several movies of the monsters. So which movie were you referring to? You said movie singular. I said any of the movies. Oh, any of the movies. I didn't hear the Um, movies. I heard, I heard, I haven't seen the movie and I was like, we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> I haven't um, seen this movie, by the way. Um, I'm I'm doing a great job of bullshit. I was like, Teddy, man. what are you doing right now? Why are you saying that? Wait, hold Just on. Like, Let's let take go. a break. I'm gonna go watch this movie. Then we'll be able to discuss. All it right. Later. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's like you can't give that away. You were doing so well. It was like English lecture. Like you were just like bullshitting. Like you'd read this shit. Um. I got the I was, spark notes on 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 track here. I was impressed. Um. Yeah. No. So. I. Um. It is very different, um, but that's not a bad thing. Um, what else were they really going to do? Like, there's not a lot to build on in Munster's world. It's not like, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, the show was like a, like a two season, like 
you know, thing. And they just did some antics. Like it wasn't really like character plot arcs that were intense or anything, you know, like what are you going to do? Yeah. You um, know, the, the classic like plot of the week sitcom. They yeah. Really didn't do anything intense yeah. there. Um, um, so like really they, they had a, a, an open canvas to work with. Um, they yeah. just had these characters and the concept of the fish out of water thing. Although they did, again, they didn't lean on that fish out of water thing. Um, yeah, but it's in, I feel like I feel like by the end of the movie, they they sort of set him up for a possible series. So like this could be the start of a new Rob Zombie Munsters series. If we well, it certainly it. felt that way. Um, also, the ending was like intensely abrupt. I mean, like I was like, wait, that it's over. Like the, there's no, there was no like climactic arc or anything like that. It was just like yeah. we're here now. Um, and I was like, wait. <laughs> what's going on yeah this movie and like like we said like it ends with them moving to hollywood uh and then they all surprisingly become rich because of some investment with the werewolf brother and then that's it that's the end of the movie and yeah it's they're very, like slow-mo jump it's very it's they're like slow-mo jumping around having just gotten money it's like yeah. uh, the end of the devil's rejects when like <laughs> except like um not like that at all a twisted, uh, <laughs> a twisted reenactment of that oh wow i love calling this the twisted reenactment of the ending of the devil's rejects. <laughs> a um, twisted reenactment where everybody's happy and they're not celebrating murder and money is is uh yeah um yes yes it's very it, it is so twisted, isn't it? Um, it, I mean, it kind of is because it's just like, and money's fake and they don't have to worry about anything and everything's okay. Um, it's like, wow, coming out in 2022, that's bold. Um, but good for them. They get to keep their like creepy, decrepit old house. Um, I love yeah. it. I would live there. So whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I just, I, again, like I honestly did not expect it to end when it did. I like, <laughs> it's like there has to be like more still. Um, but there wasn't. So it does feel like they were, it feels like it was written so that there can be more if they want to do more at any point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely written as like a, a setup to a classic monsters sitcom. Yeah. Which, from here they could do like real stuff. Um, yeah. I could see, I could see Rob Zombie doing, doing a couple seasons of a sitcom with the monsters if he wanted to. Okay, but how much of it could just be enough. Sherry Moon Zombie walking around and the vibration just changes? Like how much her voice like wobbles just like all, <laughs> episode to episode. It's like completely chaotic. Sherry um, Moon Zombie was so like unpredictable in this show. Like I, I just didn't I didn't know what what to think of her. And like especially early on <laughs> in the movie where it's just like her reacting to Count Orlock. Yes. He's just like, oh, uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I like rats too. <laughs> it's like, what is going on in this scene? And she enters that scene like with her like arms outstretched, like one arm in front of like extended all the way and one arm like half extended, but raised and walking very like still towards him. I'm like, what's happening? What are we doing here? I do love the scene where like she's, seeing Herman for the first time and falling in love with him. And it's like every time Herman does like some ridiculous, like Herman type thing, like telling a dumb joke or something. And it cuts back to her and she's just like, Oh, and there's like hearts popping up over her head. It's yes. like, she looks like a Sim or something in this, like, so, like from, from the Sims when they fall in love, it's like exactly like this. It is like that. So they do that and they do a thing where like, um, Herman has the same reaction to seeing her. Um, 
And there's like moments where the dad, uh, the count, he like is his head is like projected against like a black and blue spiral behind him. It was extremely house to uh, 1977 vibes. Every time I saw it, I was like, it's like yeah. that one scene. <laughs> it was like, like house who it also kind of reminded me of, um, creep show. Oh yeah. Like, with yeah. the comic book vibes yes. where like, there's suddenly a character thrown into stark lighting with like, uh, just like symbols behind them or like yes. just drawings yeah. that like, just emphasize their emotions at that moment. Yes, it did it have, it did have vibe. some, some of those creep show vibes. I agree with that. No, um, we, we talked about the, uh, the wipes of the transitions here as well, but they're like super kooky. And there's a bunch of them in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yes. <laughs> there's like, there's like a bat shaped wipe where like, I like the bat wipe. I really like the bat wipe. The new, the new video comes in as a bat shape in the middle yes. of the screen and then expands outwards. Yes. There was a coffin wipe. Coffin. And the, there's my a lightning favorite, bolt. I know there's a lightning bolt. My favorite one though, was when they were like, Oh, we're going to take Transylvania airlines to go to Hollywood. And then there was a plane shaped wipe. Oh yes. <laughs> like, That's not even a creepy wipe. Like what are we doing? Just that was plane. extremely cheesy throwback. Uh, that was, that, that so was really fun. And also that classic like, oh Rob God. Zombie. He does a lot of weird wipes and a lot. And like he has done that in other movies. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That was like both a Rob Zombieism and just like a callback to um, a lot of old, old cheesy stuff. Speaking, yeah. talk about old Batman. Yeah, that's oh, old Batman. That, that really does feel like the Batman series. Um, yes, the bat just like spinning around. Um, oh, so good. Um, it definitely had that that vibe. I loved it. Um, uh, we should talk about how Elvira is in this movie. Yes. Elvira is in fact in this movie. She plays the the real estate agent who helps them find uh thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane at the yes. end. She wears um, some great green face makeup. Um, yeah, it's funny. She's like, "Oh, by the way, it's Halloween, and I'm going to a Halloween party after this, so don't be frightened by my appearance." And they're like, "Why would anyone be frightened by someone's appearance?" But like, okay. And they show up looking like their normal creepy selves. And she's just wearing like a goofy witch outfit with like green makeup. And then she's the one who faints when she sees them. Yes. It's like a very funny, unexpected Halloween horrors type joke. Yes. It's very funny how like she's wearing this obviously fakey makeup because like her face is a different color than her neck. And um, <laughs> yeah. although her face is done very fully, like it's like. This is the best like common person green face paint. Oh yeah, she's got like like all the latex uh, mm -hmm. attachments and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then she looks at the also very fake looking Herman Munster and passes out. It's just a very funny. Um, the, the dynamic in universe, stuff. he's real creepy looking. Yes. <laughs> so their makeup is probably approximately equal on the quality scale. It's also like. He, he the like his hair is like this like caked on plastic looking like thing and like his like, hair the, the like the scar on the corner of his flat head is like so fakely red like it's like <laughs> his hair is so goofy like towards the end of the movie it looks like like it's falling off <laughs> yes <laughs> like it's just like, glued on there and it's falling off it's so funny uh <laughs> the costumes of this movie were absurd so like obviously the character designs in the monsters originally are pretty like goofy to start with, but it feels like they took like those designs and turned them up to 11 here. 
like the count looks so absurd his like sideburn things that like go all the way out to the oh, side yeah, and everything it's... like his head shape is completely strange compared to like the grandpa in the monsters just had like kind of a funny looking vampire face with like long sideburns and that was right it. like this guy looks completely strange um, i love it i love how how kooky he looks it's so yeah. funny they like every everything in this movie is like done to 11 they they like find a design to like let's make this as over the top as possible as campy as you can bring it right i think that's really fun um there's like and there's a lot of that goofy design in the costumes especially when like there's a lot of costume changes Yes. Like when they're when they're like hanging out on the beach and they got like those sixties beachy type outfits. Which is the best. I love the I love like spooky beach vibes. Somehow that's <laughs> very appropriate. Definitely, definitely. Um I like when they like so they go to France for their honeymoon and Herman's wearing like the most stereotypical French outfit you can find with like the sailor shirt and the beret and everything. He's like, Oh yeah, we'll fit right in. Um, (laughs) he's like, Paris kind of stinks. Um, like, did y'all go to the catacombs? What were we thinking? Um, they did go to the catacombs, but of course. Yes. Um, but it's like, they, they, I can't believe they hadn't done it before they did. Um, that was that, that clearly is the main attraction for someone like them in in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go there. Um, they also, they got their, their new pet in the catacombs. It's like, like a dragon type thing. It's a thing who you just see its tail. Who knows what it is? It's a, it's a creature. C R E A C H E R, a creature. A creature. Um, um, it's very cute. I like you know for them. It's it's fitting for them. I um yes, I love that. The Paris scenes are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like the first time where you see them interact with real humans. Um, and I do think it's funny that it's in Paris. It's just of all places. Um. Um, but it, that's really the first time. And like, I was unsure going in. I was like, huh, I wonder how they're really going to like interact with real people. And everybody screams. <laughs> yeah. Everybody <laughs> screams all the time. There's yeah. a, there's a part where they're in Paris where they run into a mime. And, um, while I was watching this, it froze on the mime part while they were showing the mime. So he was just like frozen on screen. And I like for a whole minute, I was like, oh, this is a weird bit they're doing here. Like where the mime just like freezes and pretends to be like, <laughs> frozen. And then like it took me like a whole minute to figure out, oh, wait, my my TV is actually frozen because that was how goofy this movie is. I thought they might literally freeze the movie for a minute just to do a bit like I would have I would not have been. <laughs> I would have done the same thing in your position. It didn't feel out of place, really. It, right. It felt perfectly in fitting with what we've seen so far. Yeah, I 100% believe that. I would have probably done the same. The whole thing is interesting to see because I didn't know the backstory for the monsters before. As far as I know, this is like this is the first time I'm learning about how Herman was created. How I love like, just the concept of the backstory of the monsters being a thing that we yeah. could have known. Um, we need what, we need to find out where where these people came was from. Was this so was this like the first like I I've seen many episodes of the monsters but definitely not all of them. Um 
just like growing up um on like you know fucking tv land and stuff yeah um, nick at night i used yeah. to be very into watching the monsters yeah. back um, in the day did they ever give kid. like a full origin story of like her- like do we know this like thing about herman coming from the wrong brother of two dead brothers yeah i mean like i said i don't remember it 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 might be out there somewhere there are a couple movies and i haven't seen those so i feel like those would be the most likely suspects to actually give some narrative uh juice to the monsters because the show itself was very much just like plot of the week sitcom type stuff right but i don't know uh i'm i i'm far from an expert on the monsters but i am an enthusiast and uh it was fun getting this this different version of them that had like a whole backstory and everything oh, yeah i mean i had a blast watching it it was i really fun. i liked like herman's backstory is like the brain of a stand-up comic put into a frankenstein monster and then he turns into like a punk rock musician slash stand-up comic like unclear on that career trajectory they're like playing like punk rock music and then he's just like delivering punch lines he just wanted rob zombie was just like somebody has to be a rock and roller in this movie (laughs) i you know i can't do a movie where nobody is rock and roll that's Uh, true you got to have some rock and roll in a rob zombie movie so it fits. It makes sense. Overall, like it's about what you'd expect. It's it's Rob Zombie meets the monsters. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's like I mean, the story might not make all that sense, but there's a lot of fun gags in it, and it's just the kind of thing that you you want to check out around Halloween. I definitely think it's the sort of thing that you could put on at a Halloween party, and it would be a fun time. For sure. It should like, yes. Yeah, I agree. I would watch this with like a group of friends. I don't know. Is there anything else you, you want to say about the movie? I think. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's, um, it's you know. not the kind of movie that has like a lot of dissectable plot. It's just. No, there's not a lot. There's really. Not, and there's not like a ton like going on, so to say. It's um, more. It's a vibes-based movie. It's I a feel vibes. like we've captured the vibes. There me. are a lot. We should, you know, there are a lot of like, so, like slant angles in this movie. Just like so many times where the the movie is in slant angle. Loved that. Oh yeah. Um, I also did... a, that part where the camera like kind of like turns as it flies up the stairs to follow Grandpa. Like yes, going to confront them in the hotel. Oh yes, yeah, that's good. Um, so that you know, like, there's just like so many ways and like we haven't really like cannot properly just express how like kooky the vibe is like everything is like slightly off kilter. The colors are garish. Everything is weird. It's very fun. Um, I also like that it ended with the theme song. Like that was kind of fun. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, we we're, we're all building up to that. It, it, it got, it gave us both the theme song and like a full intro type thing. Like, yeah, how, it was like, a, it was like a TV show intro. The characters were like walking out of the door, like posing. Um, yeah. And yeah. that, like that, that felt very much like the TV show. Cause it, it, it went to black and white for that part. It did. Yes. And, and it showed them like all walking out the door, like Herman busts through the door and makes a big hole. And then everyone else walks through it. That's like, just like the intro to the old show. Right. Um, so that was very much like Rob zombie being like, this is, this is the monsters here. This is what it's all about. <laughs> this is what it's all on. about. <laughs> this is what life is all about. It's this right here. This is what everything in my entire like 
40 plus year career of doing horror themed rock and roll music has led up to. And this is exactly where I want to be right now. Yes. Do we know if the Sherry Moon zombie version of um, um, I Got You, Babe, is like available? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm into this. Whatever's going on with these vocals. All right. I've been to it. We need um, to find that. That that was that was a fun vibe. I yeah. like that song. Yeah. All right. But, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's the that, Monsters. Happy that Halloween, Monsters folks. 2022. We definitely, you know, recommend this for all ages. This is a fun thing to add some flavor to your Halloween. Um, so, yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix right now as of today. Um, and, yeah, we hope you're having a fun Halloween season as the things kick off start to it into anyway. gear. Let us know what kind of spooky stuff you're watching and how you like to get in the mood. You can reach out to us at Buzz on Movies on Twitter and buzzedonmovies at gmail.com on email. And leave us a review on your fla- favorite platform. We'll available wherever. Flavor it. Flavor it. Flavor it. Flavor leave it. us a review on your favorite platform. We're available wherever podcasts are found. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies. Or 1313 Mockingbird Lane. 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Bang, Danny. Bang, Danny.